Welcome to Transform with Dr. Maggie Yu, the show about how to become a pilot and not a passenger in your health and in your life. I continue to have low back pain. I started to have some pain all over my body, like muscle aches. And as a result, developed a lot of pain. Hey everybody, I'm Maggie UMD, Functional and Holistic Medicine, and the creator of the Transform Protocol to turn around any autoimmune disease around naturally. Today, we are towards the conclusion of our two weeks to end pain in 2022. And just a little background is that I created the Transform Protocol out of my own mystery diagnosis, mystery pain symptoms over 32 years of my life. So there's so many diagnoses in autoimmunity that can cause pain, and there's so many mystery symptoms in autoimmunity that can cause pain. Now, let's get started. I, as you guys know, have been a practicing physician for about 26 years. Wow, is it more than that? (laughs) And I started out as a family medicine physician, was in practice for almost, I think, eight, nine years before I came down with early menopause and a mounting of symptoms. But to be honest, my symptoms, a lot of it started in my early 20s. I actually had a herniated disc in my back. Just one day, pulling a bucket off the ground, boom, I fell on the ground. I had a herniated disc, herniated disc L5S1 on my left, which caused me to be numb and weak in my whole left leg. Now, in hindsight, there are connections there that I didn't know. And it's interesting when I look at my own mom's family history, my mom had a horrible back problem and suffered with chronic pain. And I didn't really, you know, but when you think about it, why would a 23 year old herniate her disc in her back, right? So there's some underlying links with autoimmunity that were signs even in my twenties that now I'm connecting. But even currently, people and doctors are not making that connection that these are signs of autoimmunity. Think about this when you think about yourself and your own history. Now, so it started with low back pain, right? And that never really could resolve. I continue to have low back pain. And then later on, you know, I had kids. And right after I had my child, I delivered my child, I started to have some pain all over my body, like muscle aches. And, and I started to have weight gain. I started to have, um, I had a stomach infection with C. diff because I got a breast infection, took an antibiotic. And as a result, developed a lot of pain. And now I know looking at it, that would have been fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. And now I also know that that was associated with a big hormone drop when I gave birth to my child. That was a trigger, that big hormone drop that you guys now will notice is a trigger for autoimmune disease, including many of the pain syndromes associated with autoimmunity. Fibromyalgia, just so you guys know, dismissed often by doctors. We just did a live interview with Joy earlier today, and Joy was talking about how some of her doctors started to get on antidepressants because it was in her head. And it was whether your doctor believed fibromyalgia was real or not. I'm here to tell you that fibromyalgia is hot damn real. And I most certainly absolutely believe that it's autoimmune related from my own experience and having treated hundreds and thousands of people over the course of my career, it isn't autoimmune related. So I do want to bring up a point about these mystery, quote unquote, in your head diagnoses that causes pain. There is proof of this example. I'm just going to show you that, you know, 
how do you know fibromyalgia is not autoimmune? Well, because <laughs> people say there's not a blood test for it. So because there's no blood test to diagnose you with fibromyalgia, then it's not real and into your head. Well, here's a medical fact. Did you know that we actually have testing for less than 5% of autoimmune diseases? At least, <laughs> at most 5%. And I always use the thyroid as an example because so many of us have thyroid problems. But did you know that in the thyroid alone, this little gland right here, there's 6,000 targets of autoimmune attack. And out of those 6,000 different autoimmune targets, we only have blood tests for three. So if you're lucky, how many of you gotten those tests and then were told, oh, you don't have a problem with your thyroid? It's not autoimmune. How the hell would you know it's not autoimmune when the other 5,997 targets don't even have a blood test to test for it, right? This is the case for me with many things like fibromyalgia, even ADD, PCOS. There are many different types of diagnoses where they call it idiopathic or they call it in your head. They call it, I don't know why it's happening, but we will find over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years that these are all autoimmune related targets of autoimmune tech. Example, in fibromyalgia, if you think about it, can't it not be that certain parts of the muscle is the target of autoimmune attack, right? Okay, now fast forward, I'm talking right now. This is, you know, my fibromyalgia symptoms was about 21 years ago, but recently, it's not until recently that I was diagnosed with a mixed connective tissue disorder. It's not that it's worse or new, I had it all along but it's the culmination of symptoms with the herniated disc when mixed connective tissue disorders and autoimmune attack against connective tissue. So connective tissue could be in your tendons, in your joints, in your spine. It could even affect there's connective tissue in your gut. Now that 21 years later, I look back, I'm like, why did I herniate not just my back? Later, I herniated three discs in my neck from a, some minor motor vehicle accidents. Okay. Why is it when I go to a chiropractor and get an adjustment within 24 hours, my adjustments go out and I have to go back again. It, there's a lot of these symptoms and history with my personal history, but many of yours that it's going to become clear that there's such a huge autoimmune link to this, right? So I have a friend of mine who's a naturopath, who's a chiropractor, and we just had a very long conversation just looking at my history. And he's like, Maggie, sure as hell, you have mixed connective tissue disorder. And I was like, you're right. You're right, you know. But a lot of you have this herniated disc, neck pain from a motor vehicle accident, like I did. I even had two neck surgeries. See this scar here? I had to have two neck surgeries. And even after the neck surgeries, continue to struggle with pain. Like it just never healed right. How many of you have had joint surgeries, herniated disc, or sprains, muscle sprains and aches that just don't heal right, and you then continue to add more injury, more non-recovery to your body. And those are symptoms, right? And a lot of people just say, oh, it's not immune related. And I'm here to tell you to shine a bright light on it. Hell yeah, it is. And in fact, I also will say, even if it's not, everything I'm going to tell you also works for it. Okay. But I'm just trying to point out and help you guys see patterns. My superpower as a teacher is from my own history and from treating thousands of people that there are patterns that we are missing. We don't train conventional doctors. And I was one of them. We don't train conventional doctors how to look for patterns of autoimmunity. We train them to be really good at taking care of someone after a car accident, really good at surgery. We're really good at trauma. We're really good at acute care, urgent care. 
But to really look at someone's history and say, wow, that is a pain syndrome, multiple different targets of autoimmune attack over years and decades of someone's life, that's all autoimmune related. And that's what I typically see in most of you. Yeah. And no wonder most of you don't feel listened to, right? Because after like one injury layers on top of another, one pain syndrome layers on top of another, you're just like, well, how much more can I take? And pretty soon you start to think you're cuckoo or your doctor starts to treat you like you're cuckoo. Fibromyalgia, you must be depressed. Let's put you on an antidepressant. So that's what happened to me. I mean, I got diagnosed, you know, I, I was talking about the pain I was in, you know, I and being in chronic pain after you have birth of a child, it's depressing. Okay. You can't even take care of your baby. I'm trying to go back to work. Of course, everybody's going to think you're depressed or anxious and you need to be put in an antidepressant. The funny thing is I never really had much as far as severe depression or anxiety until I started to suffer from chronic pain. And now you know that that's good. Now we can actually trace it back. It was all related with autoimmunity. And after the birth of my child, one and then after another, it those hormonal triggers turned on more and more autoimmune diagnosis and targets of autoimmune attack. This is why hormones is such a big pillar in our five pillars of transform. It's a major root cause. I learned it from living through that hell, you know? So after the birth of both my children, my pain got worse. Now, not only was it in my muscles, then it got my joints. I started to develop severe carpal tunnel. I started to develop chronic pain. You know, I'm working as a doctor. I'm trying to use the mouse. Like every single tendon and joint in my hand and in my fingers ate like hell and they didn't recover. And later on standing, I started to develop plantar fasciitis. How many of you have pain in your feet and your heels, right? There's Maggie going cuckoo again. I must be depressed. No. Okay. <laughs> I had plantar fasciitis. And then again, I had the car accidents and then I had two neck surgeries as a result of it with chronic pain. And later on, recently in the last five, six years, I started to develop severe TMJ. How many have TMJ? And how many of you are starting to think your TMJ, which is transmandibular joint here in your jaw, is actually related to autoimmunity? Could it be? Well, yeah, it could. Why? Because guess what? These joints have connective tissue in it, okay? These joints have connective tissue. And if you have a target of attack that's in your connective tissue, can it attack joints in your jaw? Yeah. And then now you add on it, I had neck surgeries. And you can tell actually when I do exercises and I look up like this, this side of my neck is actually really ripply and rough. And this side of my neck is completely smooth which means that the post recovery from the surgery caused a lot of fascia scarring here. And if I have that scarring because I never healed properly because of my mixed connective tissue or disorder, could that pull on my jaw also? Yes, yes and hell yes. And part of my history is I found out and later on that I pushed really hard because I knew something was wrong with my thyroid because my hair was falling out, I was gaining weight my skin was really dry. My eyebrows were getting thin. My eyelashes, I was starting to lose my eyelashes. And I, you know, was pushed and pushed and finally tested myself and got positive diagnosis for Hashimoto's and autoimmune disease of my thyroid. And then I hit early menopause at the age of 36. Hormonal, another hormone target of autoimmune attack. 
Now, in the process of all of this, I'm a family medicine physician and I'm learning like a whole lot on how to balance hormones because I had to save myself. None of my colleagues knew anything about hormone balance. Early menopause at 36, you're just getting older. Fibromyalgia, jaw pain, you know, neck pain, all these going to chiropractor, nothing works. I mean, you're just, it's all in your head. And so this has been a big struggle for me. I mean, this is getting real. I've lived with pain like that's like eight out of 10 to 10 out of 10 for probably at least 20 to 30% of my adult life. And this has a huge impact. So how many of you has my story resonated something with you where it's like an aha moment, like, wow, that really sounded like me. And now I'm starting to see that there's actually links to autoimmunity here, right? Now that's a little background. And that background that you heard Sounds like a shit ton, but it's actually the average person we talk to has a very similar history like me. And I'm betting most of you that are watching right now, that history is resonating with you because you may not have my shit ton, but I'm sure you have your shit ton. And a lot of people think you're a zebra. And I'm here to tell you, it's just a pattern of autoimmunity. So how did I get myself out of it? So let's share that. And if you're an alumni, you're watching, please share your story in the comment section of how you overcame your pain in the comment section or any other symptoms of autoimmunity. If you're watching this resonating with you, tell me one aha, one connection you're making in the comment section. Remember, I don't like to talk at you. I want to talk with you. Okay. So let me take a quick look at some of the comments right now. I see Tracy here is saying that she has PCOS. PCOS, I'm gonna tell you later on, is we're gonna find that it's linked with autoimmunity. PCOS is a precursor for diabetes and it's a major hormonal disruption. And diabetes is an autoimmune disease, so what the hell is PCOS? An autoimmune issue, okay? So this is why hormones is a big pillar. And look at her multinodular thyroid with goiter, right? I'm going to tell you that this is another pattern we're missing, and we have tons of trainings around hormones, but if someone has multinodular thyroid recorder, 100%, that's already autoimmune attack against your thyroid. But if your body's making attacking your thyroid and seeing those hormone-making cells as a germ, what's the likelihood it's going to see your ovary hormone-making cells as a germ? 100%. This is why everybody who has any autoimmune disease of the thyroid is going to have a shit ton of problems with their ovaries, with their adrenal hormones, with their insulin hormones, with their brain hormones. This is a pattern that's missing, but I digress. So, but Tracy, thank you for sharing with that. But Tracy is also sharing here. She's been diagnosed with fibro, TMJ. Wow. Okay, girlfriend, we're, we're twinsies here. So she's got fibro. She's got TMJ. Um, she's got the chronic paroxysm. We'll have a crania. she got POTS. POTS, you know, it's a blood pressure thing that we treat in cardiology as a cardiac problem. It's an autoimmune issue. Okay. MCAS, mixed connective. Raynaud's, which is what? Autoimmune of the blood vessels, right? That's mixed connective tissue right here. The arteries are made with connective tissue. So you already see a link. I already see in Tracy's list of symptoms right here, a huge link with a mixed connective tissue disorder with her muscles under attack with fibro, her TMJ within her joint, Raynaud's with the connective tissue around her blood vessels. She's got herniated discs, just like me. Discs are made of connective tissue and arthritis calor, joints, right? Pain off the charts. This is a pattern that her doctors are missing. I even miss as a physician myself, and not until I lived this hell that I learned that what I had to do to get out of this hell. Because what is a typical solution for Tracy here? What is a typical solution for a Tracy or a Dr. Maggie who has these symptoms? Offers of pain medication, right? Yeah, no thanks, right? But if they offer you pain medication, 
you can be addicted to it. Joy this afternoon when we had an interview with her, she was just given Vicodin for her fibromyalgia and antidepressants and she had to wean herself off the Vicodin, right? What the hell are we doing? Just throwing pain meds at these underlying autoimmune disorders, right? So if you think about it, fibromyalgia, TMJ, what are we talking about? We're talking about all these diagnoses is going to be pain meds. Oh, and I'm sure she's depressed after all of this, right? And she can answer in here. You need an antidepressant, little lady. You need some therapy. And then you look at, you know, her herniated disc. Oh, you need surgery now. Let's do a surgery on your back. Let's do a, multiple surgeries on your neck. Two surgeries here. So we're kind of just sitting ducks for these band-aids of surgery, pain medication, antidepressants, none of which address the root causes. Okay. So thank you for sharing that, Tracy. That's really awesome. And we got Lisa here who says she's been diagnosed with MTHFR and that makes a difference. Yeah. There's a lot of genetic metabolism disorders that are linked with autoimmunity that makes your symptoms worse, which is why in our program, we have to test for certain vitamin deficiencies. And I have to teach you the why around this. There are genetic and biochemical reactions that are different in people with autoimmunity. We are more prone to some of these genetic deficiencies that make it harder for us to break down inflammation, okay? Believe it or not, someone with an MTHFR deficiency, which is really common in autoimmunity, of the genes that you can test, what I call recessive on all four of those genes. So that's really common in what I see in autoimmunity is that we can't methylate, which is the problem with MTHFR. And when you can't methylate, you can't bring down an inflammatory substance in your blood called homocysteine, okay? High inflammatory load, that's why we don't heal. So there are components of genetics here that you guys don't understand that I had to put together myself that fits an entire puzzle, which is why they are different pillars of transform. So thank you for sharing that, Lisa Howard. That's really awesome. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, Tina says, but my labs are normal. Bullshit. Okay. They don't even know what the right labs to order. And the other thing I already mentioned, there are no labs for the autoimmune targets for most autoimmune diseases. So what? You're negative for autoimmune disease of the thyroid because three out of the 6,000 targets are negative? <laughs> right. Take that to the bank. That is, how can you tell someone they don't actually have autoimmune disease of the thyroid when you can only test for three out of 6,000 targets, right? So this whole thing, my labs are normal. I can't even tell you how many people get on the phone with our team and they said, I'm so sick and tired of being told that I, begging for these lab tests, many of which aren't even the right lab tests, and then being told my labs are normal and I'm fine. How many of you fit in that boat, okay? So I hope this was really helpful. I hope you guys understand that I really wanted to go in depth to give you a holistic idea of what it took to build Transform as a protocol, as a program, and to deliver that but it really was out of my own pain, personal experience and investment in my own education and in my own health to be able to teach this and share this in a way that's understandable for you and learnable for you and for those in our program. If you're interested in working with me and learning more about Transform Autoimmune and learning more about our program, there's a link above to chat our team and we have a chat below here that you can chat our team. Get a chat started so we can learn more because it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. Trust me. This process is gonna work for anybody.